Holy cow, Batman, it is Friday, the 11th day of July 2019. This is episode 86 of Connecting Dots. Today we're going to be talking about liquid and non-liquid investments. This is part five of a five-part series that we did this week on basic fundamental financial concepts. If you're listening to this for the first time, go back to episode 82 for ownership and loanership, 83 for qualified and non-qualified, 84 for bundled and unbundled, 85 for contracts and non-contracts. And finally, today is 86. We're going to talk about liquid and non-liquid investments. This is Paul Truesdell, and you are listening to Connecting Dots. And make sure to read the disclaimer in our show notes before each episode. So we've kind of done all week this yin and yang, one, two, one, two, one, two. And if you figured that out, congratulations, because that's the way it works. Again, here's the way it works. You have ownership and loanership. Those are the only two investments. Cash is not an investment. Qualified and non-qualified, you have bundled and unbundled, contracts and non-contracts. And we will talk more about contracts. I had several people who have gotten a hold of me and said, you really need to go more into that. We will. We're going to go deep into that because that's an area of a lot of problems. And then we have bundled and unbundled, and today is going to be liquid and non-liquid. And what we talk about liquid is really simple. Can you get your money out when you want it? If you have a brokerage account, for example, you have marketable securities. Stock market, you have all these trading platforms. And that's important to always remember, never forget that you can get your money out within, oh, 24, 48, 72 hours. That's a big deal. And what is unrealistic is to have an investment advisor, a banker, broker, anyone out there where you say, I want to be able to go to my bank and get my money out right now. Look, don't do that. You have to have enough cash to maintain whatever it is you need to do for investment purposes or, or income needs or whatever. Don't have all of your money invested where you don't have liquidity. And that's the key thing. A lot of you folks that are out there have illiquid investments. So many retirees have illiquid investments. What is an illiquid investment? Uh, every single person has at least one illiquid investment. Oh, no, I don't, Paul. I don't have anything that's illiquid. I can get my hands on everything. No, Ralph, you always do. You see, the government forces you and your employer to pay into Social Security. Social Security is an investment. It's a social contract, and it's illiquid. Oh, it's illiquid. I get my check every month. Yeah, you do. You get your check every month, but when you die, it stops. Oh, but my wife, she gets money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We know that. There's a survivor benefit. And if you have children, they're handicapped. But eventually, the money stops. And if you work, let's save until you're 70, and uh, the day before you decide to collect Social Security, you drop dead, you don't have a spouse and no children that are dependent, guess what? you got a goose egg. That's part of the risk of having, in essence, an annuity. Social Security is an annuity. All annuities are illiquid. Oh, you may have an income stream, but getting to the principal, it's not going to happen. It will not happen. So liquid assets are things like cash, checking accounts, money market accounts, or near-term cash, and there's different definitions of near-term. Some people view near-term as monies that are coming due within three, six, nine months or a year. There are academic terminology and definitions. I don't care about those. Each person has their own belief as to what near-term is. But generally speaking, if you can get your money within three to six months, that's near term. But 
Always remember, never forget, illiquid investments, you're tied up. So if you have, for example, a B-share mutual fund where all of your money goes to work for you, hogwash, the management fees are really high, you try to take your money out and there's a penalty, usually 5% the first year and then decreasing by 1% each year, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1, and in the sixth year, you got full liquidity. Those deferred sales charges are known as contingent deferred sales charges. They want you to stick around. Why? Because they gave a lot of money and commissions to the guy that sold it to you or gal. So what they want to do is recoup and recapture those expenses. They don't want to lose money, the insurance companies or the investment companies. But a lot of people, man, they are so tied up with so many different investments. Well, I've got a brokerage account and I can get to it whenever I want. What kind of a brokerage account is it? Well, it's my IRA. Oops, you got a problem there. Because it's qualified money and there's penalties if you take money out before age 59 and a half. Well, I'm over 59 and a half. It's not a big deal. Well... There's also the problem that you've got to take money out at age 70 and a half. I wouldn't call that necessarily a liquidity issue, but it's also a forced liquidity issue. So here's a key thing. When you sit down and look at investing, everybody should do this. And you can do this on your own. You do not need a financial planner. You simply listen to what I'm saying here and go over it. Sit down and talk with your spouse about what it is you have. Is it ownership or loanership? Is it qualified or non-qualified? You have an IRA. She has an IRA. You got a 401k. She's got a 457 plan. I mean, people, some some of you folks have got more damn accounts than Carter has pills. Is it bundled or unbundled? Is it a contract or non-contract? Start looking at all the costs, all of the layers of commissions involving these things. And then what's the liquidity features? Now, don't be suckered by these guys that say, oh, you can always get to 10% of your money or we have. Listen, if it's all tied up with a big fat prospectus, it's designed to screw you over. Oh, well, the company's going to be paying. They ain't paying you jack. They're going to give you different things to make you, here, Waldo, see the shiny object? Oh, I see the shiny object. Yeah, you see this shiny object to distract you from the high cost. They do things like financial planning. Oh, we'll do your taxes. We'll do estate planning. We'll talk to you about this, that, and everything else. Oh, we'll do data aggregation. That's a new one. And one of the things they're now doing, which really burns me up, they're going to be a financial therapist. There's a whole effort out there to be a financial therapist. Now, the, some of these guys actually have the intestinal fortitude to call it what it is. I'm a relationship manager. What's that mean? That means that I don't manage any money. I'm just here to make you feel good so you stick along with me and keep paying me my big fat commissions. Look, if it's illiquid, boy, they love it because the money's sticking around. But here's the problem. If it's a commission product and the guy or gal made a big fat commission up front, commission-based brokers are always looking for money in motion. They don't make money unless you've got money in motion. Assets under management, they get paid all the time. It's a slow bleed commission. But these annuity guys, that's why they have these bonus annuities. They'll give you a big bonus so that the surrender charges that you have are absorbed. But you know what's really going on? Those bonus annuities, and by God, do they sell those things like crazy in the villages. I think everybody that moves to the villages is required to work with a broker in the villages and just immediately give them all their money and have a big fat commission day down there. Unbelievable. I cannot believe how many people down there just buy that. Well, they get their golf cart, they go golfing, they go to the, 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 the town squares, and it's just, it's just lock, stock, and barrel one after another. It's like shooting fish in a barrel. It's easier all day long. What do they do? Hey, 
they you're paying those bonuses, you're paying more in fees than if you didn't have a bonus. So if you got one of those variable annuities, ask the guy, to, look, what am I paying? And make them disclose everything. So with that, we did five quick little simple items about investing. We talked about ownership, loanership, qualified, non-qualified. We talked about bundled, unbundled, contract, non-contract, and the importance of knowing liquidity and non-liquidity features. Listen, thanks for joining me. I'm Paul Truesdo. This is Fixed Cost Financial, and this is Connecting Dots. If you have an idea, tip, or trick, you simply want to opine, give us a call at 888-629-7864. That's 888-629-7864. You can find us on Twitter and Facebook or simply go to our website, dots.fm. That's dots.fm. And you'll see the podcast there. You can go to Fixed Cost Financial. And it has been a pleasure to have five straight days to talk about basic fundamental financial concepts with you. We could go into great detail. These actual five concepts are actually each very, very long and available for our clients at the firm in our learning section. But this gives you a brief overview. This is our public approach to kind of let people know what we do and you can kind of get an idea, but also it's a good public service so that you don't get ripped off by these advisors, agents, bankers, brokers, and financial planners that are conning you with complexity and shiny objects and telling you that they're fiduciaries when or not. So with that, have a great weekend. We may wind up doing a deep dive this weekend. we got several that are in process. And uh, with that, we're out of here. Have a great day. All rights reserved. Reproduction or use without written authorization prohibited without written authorization. 